0: Hi, my name is Aaron McManus, and you are listening to the Battle Ready Podcast. I am here with my family, my friends. Hello. (laughs) Hello. I am here with Andres, Brooke, Carlos, Mariah, Aaron, Rob, (laughs) Colin, Amy, Brian, Nicole, Eric, Mac, other people in the other rooms.
1: Um, (laughs) Mooses, the (laughs) ducks.
0: And the foxes, the ducks, the mooses. um, We have alpacas. And the Elks and the Deers. Okay, so here we are talking about, well, I don't really know what we're going to talk about, but we're out here in Wyoming and recording your next, or writing your next record. And by we, I mean you.
2: <laughs> we're writing something.
0: And and my dad decided to take a break this week. He is, he is on a road trip with my
2: mom. Looking, Which I just found out about. I called. You didn't know? No, I called her, I literally texted all of them in the group text last night after I went to sleep. Because I Facetime mom and she was like, at the airport and the United lady was screaming over the intercom. I was like, where are you going? Who are you texting me right now? My friends. <laughs> I was like, where are you going? And dad popped into the frame and was like, we're going on a road trip. And I was like, yeah. but you don't need to get on an airplane to go on a road trip. <laughs> and they were like, we're flying to New York to go see fall leaves. And then he said, it's like, we're 15 again. Oh,
0: That's sweet. It was very cute. But so we're not there. We are here, and my dad basically said I'm taking a week off, and so I kind of got you guys to to do a podcast with me, and so I'm really grateful, so thank you very much for being here. Thank you very much for being here, um, and I don't really know what to do, but I would like to ask you a few questions. I feel like Zane <laughs> if you Lowe, don't
2: know what to do, then we definitely, definitely don't know what to do. Okay, hold on. Should I start
0: this over? Should I start this over? No. Like this, is is okay, this is great. This is great? Yeah. Oh, thanks, guys. If you think it's great, you can, you can rate and review this uh, podcast on iTunes. Uh, you can listen to it on Spotify. You can also watch it on YouTube. And you can see all these guys' beautiful faces. But here we are in Wyoming. and I feel like Zane Lowe from Apple Music. And I really love that it's so from much. So Radio 1. No, but he so Apple Music now. He like runs oh, he is? all his playlists on Apple Music. Okay. Yeah, BBC Radio. Radio 1
2: okay music. ask us anything okay
0: here we go so we are out here in wyoming is that you guys wrote your last record here human yeah and then you've just come out with human deluxe Deluxe. <laughs> human deluxe it's like human human plus Plus. and this is like the 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 12.0 ios upgrade of
3: <laughs> do, do we
0: have an album title for this next album it's not an album you don't know what, you're, what are you writing out here in wyoming what are we doing here
3: songs to jesus
0: okay <laughs>
4: We're writing we're writing songs. This is like the third um, trip or writing retreat that we have done this year. Okay. How have um, they gone?
2: Maybe rate each one. Ooh That's good. Yeah,
4: that's great. Um, Cabo was my favorite one. We did one in in Dana Point that was trash. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, there's some there's some good songs that are gonna, okay. are gonna come out of that trip. Um, but we still this is the beginning of Wyoming. We've only been here for like four days. Okay. Um, but we're getting we're getting in the rhythm of writing. There's something really special about this place. We also, love writing. If here.
0: you're listening to this and you're like, wow, they really live it up on these writing retreats. Cabo, you had no power or no water. No power. That was for a four for, for four, four days.
4: it was a hurricane that
0: came, and I was going to actually meet you guys, and I we almost landed and didn't land, and kind of thank God I didn't because you guys didn't have power or water for the rest yep. of the trip. It was and a mission trip by the way. Being a mission trip, <laughs> <laughs> And but we're now we're here out Wyoming. You did two writing things in LA, and or I guess Cabo, and then and then the beach in OC, and then now here. What is special about Wyoming? Why do you guys keep coming back to Wyoming?
2: Um, there's moose here and I don't know. There's just something about being away from LA and there's literally like nothing to do here except for just eat trash and write songs and try to build a fire and try not to kill each other. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just a beautiful place. Like, I don't know, our view right now, you can't see it, but our view is the mountains, the Teton mountains.
0: It's quite beautiful.
2: And there's like, I want to say, like, six or seven inches of snow just covering all of these trees. And it's definitely um, overwhelming to be in a place like this, especially when you come from the city and we've all been locked in our houses. And even before that, last year when we came, just a beautiful place to come. And there's something about being home that's like there's just something about L.A. that's always busy. That's like you can always find something else to do. You can always find a way to not be productive or a way to not be creative. But um, to be here is like truly just sort of be surrounded by beauty.
0: So it's kind of like and this. And also nothing. And also nothing. It's, it's been dumping snow the last two days yes. since we've been here and two days ago we had an interesting thing I came into the house because I'm staying at a house next n- nearby and I come in and there's something happening in the room and there's so many of you guys like tucked away in all the different rooms so it's like funny when when I'm like trying to figure out what the dynamic is like, I'm like what's and, the
2: thing that was happening there's lots no, of things. well I sit
0: down with you to, to eat and you're like I told everyone there's no complaining today we, no, made, we made a rule. told everyone. Rule told everyone. But then, the, no, no, but I want to, this is Brooke, this is a question for Brooke. So then you, so then, you, but you're the one who told me and you're like, you're like, we said we're not going to complain today. But then there was no power in the morning because it dumped it dumps snow. There's a, there's an underlying theme through all of your writing trips that there's no power wherever we go. And then tell your story of you doing your makeup.
3: Well, okay. So every morning we lead devotionals with the team and The night before, like, I'm like, okay, tomorrow's me. And I was like, you know what, Andy, like, this is my husband, Andy. I was like, hello. (laughs) Um, I was like, I really think that we should not complain tomorrow because it just, there's a scripture that says like bad company, like leads to bad habits. Like it, Destroys like good character, yeah. and I was like, okay, we're so grateful to be here, like we're so lucky to be here. We're gonna like just positivity all day. Wake up, the power is out, <laughs> and it was just like an immediate like getting what you wanted, you know, like the ultimate test of no <laughs> complaining. And I'm in the bathroom, and Andy had been like, I'm going to do it with you. We're not going to complain. I'm in the bathroom. I have my flashlight on my face, putting on my makeup. Andy tries to take a shower. The water is frigid. And I just stare up into the ceiling, and I'm like, isn't this ridiculous? (laughs) And I just eat it. And I was like, isn't it funny (laughs) (laughs) that we don't have power again? And as soon as I adjusted, the power came on.
0: Mmm, like right interesting. Then.
3: Right then, I was like, "Well, the Lord speaks, doesn't He?"
2: <laughs> I really
0: wish that was like an like an actual thing where, like, the moment you switch, it just everything changes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I that was, was really
2: like, what? I wish we would have known that in Cabo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All it took was a little attitude so, adjustment. So you've,
0: so you've removed some distractions. You've removed some complaining. Uh, what are some other things that you find that helps the process of you guys writing? Because the first two, it seemed like maybe the first two writing sessions were tough. So now we're here in Wyoming and it's snowing and it's picturesque and it's beautiful. And with that comes things, I'm sure emotions, being away from family, getting here. You've just been married. You just got married a month ago. Yeah. A month ago. Hi, Courtney. You want to say anything to Courtney? Love you, babe. It's <laughs> a one month anniversary. But now that you're here, do you find that the, 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 Creativity flows or do you feel like you still have to tap into something that you're you're still trying to attempt to tap into this creative kind of pool out there? Anybody want to?
1: Yeah. One hundred percent. One hundred percent you still have to tap into it. Like it just you I I wish I wish it's like all the time. I'm just like, Where is it? Where did it go? It's It's just um and I think, you know, of course being here helps a lot. And I feel like that helps with the side of like not being distracted and being focused. But then once we're here, it's we're we're asking the question, what do we want to write about? You know, what do we want to, what are we saying? So that's why when, you know, asking Mariah, like, are we writing an album? What's the title? I have no idea yet because it's like kind of discovering what it even is. And so for us, we're, we're, we're trying to really be, be good stewards of like the inspirational meter, so to speak. It's (laughs) like we, we, when we sense that it's like, Hey, we're, it's, it's low right now and in the old days, if it, when I mean like two weeks ago, like, like if we were, if it we was like lower, like just power through, let's just keep writing, and then everything is trash. Like everything we write, if like there's no inspiration, it's just we listen back to it and it's like, this is real bad. Um, and so now we're just trying to like, you know, be intentional with our time, refueling, being in the scriptures, praying together, and sometimes just let's just go for a walk let's just, you know, go to dinner. Or we've even watched, what is it, My Next Guest with David Letterman, like several several episodes and just finding inspiration from that and, and different Song Exploder from Netflix. Like there's different cool things to learn there. And so so we're trying to really be good with with, you know, really being aware of what's happening. And hopefully through that, like we're finding that God is speaking to us, saying something, you know, and putting that into song, hopefully. Do you find that
0: this is an interesting place for you guys As in your Just like musical career Or You know The longevity of the band And how long You guys have done Three records together right? Three mm-hmm. records this Is this the five. fourth? Five Five But one of them were, Two of them were EPs right? Yeah two, three, three, four, five. Five. So this is five You're on a new label Yeah
1: mm-hmm.
0: Capital This is the second record mm-hmm. The first record Obviously gets released In the middle of COVID <laughs> Was that just not so weird For you guys? Yeah It was super interesting it's pretty weird. So now going to this this next record, what do you find is like happening? Like, is it is it a different experience? Is there something you feel like you have to prove, or is there is there like you wrote a pretty ama- human's pretty amazing. It's pretty incredible. It's very anthemic as well. Some big songs, and then do you feel that pressure, or do you guys just try to start from the very beginning from a flat space of like, okay, there's no pressure, there's no expectation. I'll start, and you you help me. Um,
4: I think there's a different in in our expectation. You know, because like releasing an album in the middle of right in the beginning of quarantine, like we still, I feel so connected to doing live worship. Now it's, there's no live worship. Like there's our personal worship. There's us living worship, but it's not that communal experience that we used to. And yeah. it, that, that itself, it just changed the perspective on how do we approach worship? Like how do we seem like... Uh, when I'm writing, I know I'm thinking more, not necessarily in the people who are going to sing it at a church. I'm thinking on the people who are going to be in their car going to work or the people who are working from home and wow. listening to music at the same time. And, and I don't know, it's like a different, definitely a different perspective. And for me, it feels a little more like we're speaking, pe- we're speaking things into people's lives, like helping them to open something that will create worship, not necessarily like worshiping with them like we're used to. Right. Yeah.
0: No, I do. I love that. I I have a question for... I want to say something. Yes, Um. (laughs)
2: ma'am.
0: Yes, ma'am, please. Thank you as well.
2: Um, I do think there's never the same... Yeah, like what Carl was saying. There's never the same expectation. But also, I feel like I just sort of have this feeling that every song I write, I'm like carrying this huge weight on my back. Like, I don't know if any of you have this feeling where it doesn't feel... Like, I had. I don't know that I felt... Like, I could scream and run after I wrote a song. Like, everything feels super heavy. And to some extent, I'm grateful for that because I feel like that's the way everyone feels. Mm -hmm. It's like the sort of heaviness on their back. And whatever's on their back is obviously different than the person next to them. And the heaviness I feel is different than the heaviness someone else feels. But it's still heavy. Yeah, yeah. And, um... So I think there's just a difference in like what we're carrying now, you know, and it'd be stupid for us to expect that like what we wrote before could even come out of us now, you know, and I'm grateful for that in a way, not in every way, but I'm grateful for that because it evolves. Like that's how creativity evolves. That's how songwriting evolves. That's how humans evolve. That's how my compassion evolves or my relationship with Jesus evolves because things change and perspective shifts and things get heavier and things get better. And I know because I've, we all know because we've seen such beautiful things in each other's lives and in our own lives that things do get better, but we also know things can get really dark, you know? And so I just think there's like just a different, there's a different weight to it. And it's, it's almost inescapable. Like I've had a hard time escaping this feeling. And now in this moment, I'll say this is the moment of realization that I shouldn't escape it. That it should be like the power that I used, you know, like that this heaviness is maybe a, a the gift of like empathy or compassion that God's giving us to be able to write for someone else or to be able to write into the future, and so that was just me evolving that in my mind. Right now, no, it's now, good. So I, I do think <laughs> I do think
0: this has been a season of life where we've all had to figure out what is exact what it what it is exactly that we carry. Hmm. And I mean, even just like from my own perspective, we've started doing battle ready twice a week. And even that was like such an exhausting step forward because it was like, you go from six months of really being on our own to then we're we're starting to produce these podcasts twice a week. It's been a really rewarding thing. But then, you know, I I spoke a message for the first time. You spoke two messages. You spoke messages and I was speaking every week before and I like, couldn't speak. Like, I, not that I couldn't, it was like a weird burden that we had to carry of like, yeah. when you say that, I definitely resonate of like, what was it that I had to like process and like shake off before I like yeah. was able to like get up there and talk. I think a, a lot of it maybe was a bit of the, the lack of joy. And so like being around you guys, there's so much joy it's like an abundant like you maybe you don't have as much inspiration but you guys got a lot of joy <laughs> you, lot, you tapped in. maybe you tapped into the wrong thing because i like i'll come over and hang out at night and we'll all go to dinner and then i'll leave and, and i'll be like you when i hang out he's like oh, i'm tired papi like i'm tired <laughs> all right buenos noches and then i'll like the next morning it's like next morning it's like we played baseball until four in the morning and like where were you when it all happened you should have been here and i'm like wait what like I like, no, I walked home by myself like what
2: no one can anticipate <laughs> the fun
0: what do you think it is Colin about about the fact that you guys are so like joy oh here I'll hand you this one I'll hand you this one right. okay. we'll switch that you guys are so joy based and so fun based like as you you do a lot of like the production work on the thing yeah. does it drive you crazy or do you love it you or are know, you a, actually... are you a catalyst to it <laughs> T- tell us your role Psychiatrist. I definitely
5: uh, yes, psychiatrist. There's uh, I definitely do not play every game or activity that we do. I remember, uh, what was it? The second or third night we were here. You guys were like, first night. Yeah, no, it was the first night. It was like, Hey, we're going to play baseball. And I'm like, Where are we going to play baseball? It's 10 degrees outside, and we're in our living room. We're not playing baseball. And then they explained it to me, and I just said, No, I'm not doing this, and I go to bed. Um,
1: <laughs> Walked away saying no. So, <laughs> no.
5: Uh, I definitely am uh, the kind of person that needs to have fun, and I really like being with this uh, particular group because they push me to have fun. And I I tend to always forget to have fun and tap into those moments of joy. But I'm really grateful for people like Robbie and Carlos. Honestly, all of you guys just really like say our names. <laughs> <laughs> say <her> names. <laughs> Robbie, Mariah, Carlos, Brooke, Andy, you skipped Amy. It. Aaron. <laughs> but um, no, it's uh, I think. You know, I definitely do like to kind of just work at my laptop 24-7 making these songs like um, as best as I personally can and making sure that I'm, you know, making them sound a certain way. But um, I like how this first writing retreat, we got here and I was like, okay, just so you guys know, this first day, we're not going to just, you know, break into writing. We're going to sit down. We're going to spend time together.
2: And your response? (laughs) (laughs) What did I say? What did I say? I told you like, okay, well. Because we got here, like, on an, at, like, noon or something on Monday or Tuesday. And then I was like, tomorrow we're just going to spend all day, like, just hanging out and, like, spending time together and, you know, reading the scripture and, like, getting inspiration. And he looks at me and he goes, oh. <laughs> <laughs> All
5: right. <laughs> I don't, yeah, that, that probably was my response. I was very caught off guard by it because, you know, it's like, you know, every other retreat we've done, you know, we've probably done, you know, five or six of these. It's like, we get there and we're like, okay, we have such a limited amount of time, but it's been really nice. Cause now we have, you know, a little more time to, you know, breathe and, um, you know, even like take walks and, and do videos and stuff. But it's just been really nice because that first day, like we got this, uh, whiteboard thing that Carlos made. And we just spent time like praying together and being like, what are we writing about? Like what like what scriptures are are speaking to us. So I think that was like I, I just wanna thank you for, you know, making that decision. Cause it was like for people like me that just wanna like jump into it and just work, work, work. It's like that was a really nice, like I feel like it's really set up these songs uh really well to make something that's, you know, special. So thank you.
0: I think I've I've been able to be a part of um like the outside of what because I feel like I'm family with you guys, but I get to watch kind of the process from afar, hear from afar, from like individuals from you guys is like I hear stories. And I feel like one of the things that is like an underlying theme with everything that I see. And I know that you're a perfectionist. You have literally have perfect pitch. You're you're a perfectionist in nature. And whenever we're sitting on a table, you're always talking about like that one thing that happened at the show that you were like, ah! <laughs> nice. and like and I'm always just like, yeah, it sounded great. Like, and, and it's like the difference in our level of musicianship. But but do you find it hard to be a perfectionist inside of a structure that is isn't always seeking perfection; it's seeking joy. Yeah, and seeking I, presence.
5: I mean, I think that was actually the first thing that really um, kind of attracted me to uh, Mosaic and what was so unique about Mosaic because I had come from you know, um, you know, I grew up in church my whole life, and it was um, I started playing worship music when I was 14. And I, even at 14, I was such a perfectionist, you know, I was like, I wanted to be, um, like (laughs) the best keyboard player, not even in church, but just like, you know, ever. And I was like, I I was terrible at the time. Oh, sorry. Well, yes. But I, I had very, very high aspirations for myself, but it was like, I, I was, you know, like playing in church growing up. I did not really, um, I felt like there was like a part of it I was missing. And it was that, that joy. I was like trying to, you know, make my own like worship, you know, so perfect that it just became so sterile and so like hollow. Uh, so it was when I came to mosaic, it was like, yeah, you know, the sound wasn't perfect. Um, tell, you. Us you tell, you, tell us what you really saw. No, it's like, honestly, I felt like the the imperfections in a way were so beautiful. It was like, um, I had just come from something that was so like, had to be so like polished and, you know, refined, but it was like, I, I felt like I was truly like, um, like I understood like worship in a new way when I came to Mosaic. It's like you saw us and you
1: were like, the pitch is off, but they're having fun. Yeah. <laughs>
5: like she's like 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 you look really good when the
0: lights are low. Like yeah, it's like uh <laughs> But I have a question for you. You are you Robbie, you are the the Tongan representative yes. of the band. Yes. The islander. The the the, the you recently married. But one of the things that I, like I, I have the joy of being on our on our like content creative team, and I get to watch you leading the choirs at every event that we do on film, and you lead it in such a way where it, you're not just leading a choir; it feels like you're just like sending an army in, yeah. and you demand the respect of so many people. You demand the quality of so many people. You you I've watched you, and as like we cut these like behind the scenes things that we're working on, I watch you just like engage in people in a room in such a way where did it all start? Like, where did that, where did you get that from? Because if you, if I talk to you like on a normal, like wherever you are, I run into you on the streets. You're like the biggest teddy bear in the whole world. And then you turn into this like lion on stage where I'm like, where, where did, where, who is that guy?
6: Um, for me, uh, when my dad became a pastor, um, that's when things changed. Because before that, I felt like I was a nobody. I was bullied all the way till I was thirteen years old, and I would tell my parents I was getting bullied, and they wouldn't understand that. And and I was just skinny, like puny little kid. You, you were skinny. Yeah, I was skinny. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then, um, and then I wasn't skinny. And then, uh, but um, I, I I remember there's something in in uh, high school I became uh this huge kirk franklin fan and i just loved the way that he was leading he was like having more fun than leading sometimes and i realized no actually it was going together and i was like is he did he forget like that they're leading a song right now like he's just dancing with the crowd now and i I fell in love with that and then i I was like i want to do what he's doing one day and um, you know, I went to college, I went to a Christian school, and I, I learned so much there. And I also, like, just just found out that this is my first time I went to an English-speaking church when I went to college. And then I realized, like, well, I understand way more in English than I thought, because Tongan was my first language. So, And because my dad's a pastor and he could only preach in Tongan, I thought that's where it was at. Can you give us a little Tongan real quick? Ophala um, Oh, what'd you tell me? what you say? I said I have got so much love for you. Oh. <laughs> can you? Can you? Can you? Okay, You But um, going to that, it's just I. Uh, I was. I found out once I went there that I was looking for, the like the kind of church I want to go to. I realized it wasn't just going to be my dad's church. I realized it's gotta be more than just tonguing, than just what I was taught. And I found that at Mosaic when I came and I and I came so broken. And um, it's, it's funny, I came to Mosaic the first time, and I was like going, my life was great, so I, Mosaic didn't make sense to me because of that. <laughs> and, and I'm saying that because when I came and I was broken, it felt like that's the first time I was actually open, because I came like judgy, and I came, and I didn't know that I was, nobody would, you're like wearing a suit, yeah. yeah, I came in the suit and came I was like, in you know a what? Suit. I was like, let me just co- take my coat off so I'm like not as like super dressy. <laughs> and I had the tie and everything. I have pictures somewhere, but but I came there and then like, and then wh- yeah, y'all yeah, swagged out. Y'all
0: swagged <laughs> out now.
6: <Yeah>. I didn't, <laughs> oof, I oof, never oof, thought I'd be doing oof. worship, but the first thing I actually got to do was uh, sing in the choir uh, with with Andy, yeah. and Andy led the choir, and and then I started getting to sing in that. And I never thought, you know, I, I remember a couple, like a year, not a full two years, but almost two years later, Andy's like, hey, I can't do this this forever. There's other things that I, I should step into. And I was wondering, you know, do you want to do it? You're so much better than me. And you, you just love doing this. I, and he just built, and I was like, and that right then and there, I was like, am I getting to do this Kirk Franklin thing that I always wanted to do? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then it start, we started using um, before I even took over, we started using it on stage like for Christmas and then and then it turned into like anytime we could use a choir, let let's use choir. <laughs> but um, yeah, there's something about um, leading a choir to me that like um, is my favorite type of worship. It's, it's getting to lead people that may not get to lead a song by themselves or sing a solo, but you make them feel like, why am I crying? <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess that's too. Before I even started leading a song, I never cared to lead a song. I just wanted to, to be a part of something. And when Andy took me in, he was like, do you want to lead this verse? And I'm like, yeah, I'm down. And so choir is a chance to get, give people a chance to feel like they're a part of something bigger. And without giving them a specific like solo, a specific part in a song, you make them feel like, like they made the song. Like when we sang in January, oh my goodness, the choir the choir got off that stage like, we killed that. I was like,
1: I'm crying too, too, bro. Why are you doing this
6: to me? I want to say this real quick. Are
1: you crying? Oh
0: dang, we all got, Um, are you crying? Yeah. Okay, good. Uh, I I still remember the first time you led at Mosaic. It was, there might've been one before, but I remember the first full song that you led. I don't even remember what song it was, but I remember it was at a midweek and the like the actual room went bananas. Like it was like actually insane how loud people were screaming. And we had never really had that before to that degree with anyone new, but people knew you off platform before they ever saw you lead anything. Mm-hmm. And and I always just love introducing you because I'm like one that is the kindest human being, and his voice is like out of this world yeah. and your heart reflects. Oh, your heart doesn't reflect your talent. Your heart goes above and beyond your talent. If anything, your talent is a small reflection of who you are. And a lot of times, people aren't like that, you know. And I, I think, man, you frick. This is not the podcast I want. I, want, I don't want to cry on this Sorry. one.
6: <laughs> it started once you made me say "I love you" in my language.
0: You <laughs> <was> no. <laughs> but I do think there's like the beautiful thing about this band too, because we got some. We have Puerto Ricans, we have someone from North Carolina, we got a Tongan, we got uh, we got a, a white guy from Georgia, <laughs> 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 and and we have a half a Salvadorian who's now married to a man from Arkansas. And but I do think like the beauty of like the band is that it's it's genuinely it's like we've we've never been like a forced diverse church we've always just been a naturally diverse church in a space where you just look at the music you look at the the people on platform and it's just a reflection of of what it sounds like and I, oftentimes I'm like what does M S C sound like I'm like I don't really know. It sounds like what it looks like, and what they look like, you don't know. (laughs) But but you know you're gonna you you know you're gonna have fun, and we've been in some sketchy venues together. Uh, We were in the do you remember the New York show that we played at that little like club?
1: One of the the best shows. One of the the best shows was
0: definitely yeah. This couch is bigger than the stage, and. It was such an interesting thing because, like, I remember the guys next door were like lighting a blunt in the hallway, and they're like, "Yo, these guys are tight. What? Everyone knows the songs, <laughs> and there was no lyrics in the back." And I was like, "Like, do you want some?" And I was like, "No, I'm really good tonight. Like, I'm good." <laughs> but we've, we've. I feel like I say we. Who is we? Uh, I feel like I've watched you guys on this incredible journey, this story arc of whether it's writing or producing or finding the right people and, and growing the team into choirs, into live shows, into new records. But what do you feel like is, is the description of this next um, stage in the, the music mm. in MSC? Like you said, you've been talking to God, you've been trying to tap in this thing, but what do you feel like it is?
2: Mm.
0: And then we're going to vote some people off the aisle.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think that's sort of why we're here. I would say like, you know, I, I, I think from, for me, I've had such a hard time really knowing because I think a lot of understanding what God's saying to you is like understanding your surroundings to some extent, you know, like knowing like where church is going has been such a big part of our lives because we follow that, you know, like there's such clear like indicators that we are like we move when you know, mosaic moves when God moves and we move when mosaic moves because God told them to move. And now there's like so little known, I think, around us. And, you know, I think there's the question that we've been asked a million times, which is like, what is God doing? And I don't know, you know, like, I think God's more, Alive and evident in so many ways than he's ever been. And I think he's more mysterious yeah. in and than he's ever been in my perspective. you know, I don't know like where this is leading us. Like I think the last time we came here, I felt like God led us into songs and we sort of followed. And I think that was sort of the appeal and the beauty of being here was that for the first time, I had really experienced not having a plan because I love having plans. And I feel to some extent, like it's my responsibility to have a plan for you guys, (laughs) you know, to follow or for, you know, for people. I think that's how people thrive is like inside of structure. And so for me to not have a plan and for me to, to think like, okay, well, we're just going to come here. We're going to sacrifice like time with your kids. Like it's your your son's birthday today like you're sacrificing being away from from your wife of a month you know like that's a lot of sacrifice to come here and put it all and just say like we're just gonna go where you lead and sometimes where he leads is a little confusing because right now I'm like still tapping you know (laughs) I'm tapping that whatever you said I'm trying to get it out um but I think that's sort of the beauty of the season and like how it sort of mirrors and parallels the season is that like, I don't know, you know, and I just have to be okay with the fact that like everything in my relationship with Jesus has prepared me for a moment that I don't know anything and I have no answers and I couldn't tell you what God's doing, but I want to be on the front lines and I want to be the first to say yes. And I want to be the first person with a song to represent this moment. And I want to be the first person who's willing to go. And so I think, you know, I don't know, I don't know if this is a record, I hope songs come out of this that are amazing and I hope like I feel more than anything today, especially that we're going to leave here and God's going to like do something like amazing with these songs and we're going to hear them back and not even know that we were in that room. You know, that there's like something so um, like almost confusing about how the notes came together and the lyrics came together and in the moment maybe didn't feel as satisfying, but that will leave here and God will have done something really, really special that we couldn't really see or know in the moment, I guess.
0: Well, I think maybe that we should wrap on that. So one, I think I'm super grateful you guys were able to have this conversation with me. I kind of bamboozled you guys at the last minute and it was like, why please could we do the podcast? And you're like, fine. We can't run.
2: It's literally nine degrees. Literally outside. nine <laughs> degrees. Outside.
0: Um, but I do want, I want to say thank you for opening um, your process up to us, to the world, to this podcast, and two, thank you for like everything that you guys lay out, another sacrifice after sacrifice, whether it's relationships or kids or moments that you miss back home and in a season, especially after a season of such heaviness that we are in a space where we are walking through this process in so many different journeys and pathways because it's each and every single person's process, but also together to be here and, and to watch it. And, and I know, like I haven't even listened to one of the songs and I don't have to, I can like see the, the place you guys are in when I'm in the room. And, and even when you're, even when I like last ask Colin, like, how to go? And he's like, trash, bro,
1: trash. <laughs>
0: and then, I'll, and then, and then, you know, and then like, you guys are so real about yourselves. And I think that is like such a beautiful thing to watch as like an outsider who's an insider, but gets to kind of be around. And, and if you're listening to this podcast and you're wondering like what just happened, you went on a roller coaster with some of the best people that are in my life and I get to be around. And I think watching the thing that I always take away from you guys is that there is nothing like a trip with you guys because it's joyful, it's happy, it's challenging. It's it's less about achievement and so much more about what you bring to the table and how you bring it than what you end up getting out of it. And what you end up getting out of it is like these emotions that I watch that are like, whether it's a moment that happened or a moment that will happen. I feel like you guys create these like little monuments of reference to like what God is speaking to you guys in each and every one of your lives. You're a phenomenal leader. It, Yes. my love and my sister and every single person in this room. So I'm grateful. I love you. And hopefully we get an episode two at some point with MSC. So whatever this becomes, whether it's like humans, maybe the next record will be called aliens. Um, <laughs> huh, maybe. Uh, yeah, wizards um, Anyways With that said This is the Battle Ready Podcast My name is Aaron McManus and I'm here with these Incredible team Cold Mosaic MSC We are in Wyoming We are coming To you from the snow From Little Cabin in the snow And if you are listening You can rate and review This podcast on iTunes Spotify YouTube You can also shoot us An email at Aaron at Battle Ready but- podcast.com but to be really honest there's like three or four hundred emails right now and i can't get to them all <laughs> so if you so don't email add us on instagram at Battery ready podcast and you can dms and text us and all that stuff there um also thank you so much we'll have another episode out on friday goodbye, goodbye. say bye say bye say bye bye bye, bye.